This is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Can we talk about the relationships? Can we talk it over, see how we can build? Only you and I know that's the way it goes. In this big old bed, they're talking over so Talk it over. How's this year been? It's been pretty, honestly, it's been really good for me. It's okay, been good. really good. Yeah. So, you know, I've been really grateful, even though it's been a hard one for others. It's been really good to me. You are, uh, you ready to bring some heat? Yes, I for am. This, I, was, I was actually, it's so funny because my aunt is going through uh, the exact the same exact uh, situation that we're going to be discussing today so I was able to ask her I was like listen like during the breakup would you have preferred it in person or through text message and it was interesting to hear what she said you know like I did a poll on Facebook and it was interesting some it was like really 50 50 some people were like I'd prefer it in person some people were like I would prefer it in text message you know so mm. it was really interesting to see how divided people are you know and like and their reasonings as to why they were so divided like the main thing was that emotion and that connection you know and knowing that people still have that respect even though you guys are breaking up and whether you can reciprocate that respect still through a text message or through social media and so forth mm -hmm. you know so it was interesting mm -hmm. to have that conversation with someone who's actually going through it currently all right, we'll keep the details for the for the podcast. You know, I always got some tea. Yes. <laughs> yo, 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 it's your man, Big O, back for another episode of Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. And I must give a shout out to my, my guests and my co-hosts, um, <clears throat> who was actually missing in action today. So Trisha Trish. We'll miss you. We'll see you when you get back. She's probably in the friendly skies right now, flying somewhere, knowing her, but it's all good. So I'd like to welcome our listeners. And I'm going to start off a little different. I want to bring in the guests first before I go to the topic of the day or the friendly, uh, the good news feels, the feel good news story of the day. And then we'll get to the topic. So we got some fan favorites in the building that we haven't heard from from a while. So let me go and see what Miss Bree bringing the tea. Welcome back. It's been so long. I'm glad to have you here with us. What's going on? Hello. Hello. It's always a pleasure being on with you guys. I'm so happy to be back. Where you been? I've been, you know, out and about helping the kiddos. Taking care of, of all the little animals in the world. Trying my <laughs> best to. <laughs> all right. So good. Definitely glad to have you here and can't wait to get your uh, input on the topic. I know the listeners have missed that voice, that lovely Thank voice. You. Thank so, you. A returning guest host who is quickly becoming a favorite, Ms. Rhea, marriage and relationship therapist. How are you today? I am well. Thank you for having me back again. Truly an honor. Truly so you ready, you ready to get into that? I know you got some some definite real life experiences to share with this topic. 
Maybe Absolutely. not you personally, but you right. with your well, business. <laughs> with your business, I know for sure that you've got some stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, and then again, again, returning, Brother Hassan, welcome back. How are you today? I'm doing well, my brother. I'm doing well. I got up today. All my fingers and toes work, so I'm doing all right. So for those of you, for those first time who may be listening for the first time, can you share with us, because you had a very, uh, very interesting uh, news to share. You you have a book that has been published and is now available to the masses. Uh, yeah, out there. Actually, yeah, actually, my book has been published about a year. Okay. So, All right. So yes, it's not like a, not just now, but I published it last year. And, you know, with the offset of COVID, a lot of the events, you know, for promotion were either canceled or delayed indefinitely, you know, because of the pandemic. So I've, I've just found other creative ways to, you know, to get it out to the masses, to get the information out about its availability and, you know, um, um, to just try to improve, help to improve the lives of others and others that have helped to improve my life. So yeah. how's everybody doing? Are y'all ready for the feel good story of the day? I'm, I'm going to take that as a yes. So this one is actually brought to us by... Uh, she who shall not be named, but is constantly traveling with her passport. So, <laughs> um, but Trisha Tris brought this news to me today, uh, and I, I thought it was great to share. Um, and this one is coming actually from CNN.com. And the title reads, this eight-year-old, eight years old, is on a mission to give away two million books to underprivileged kids. So Saleh, and I hope I, I am pronouncing that correctly, uh, S-E-L-A-H Thompson, came home from her first day of kindergarten three years ago in 2017, and she was sad because a portion of her classmates did not know how to read. And so she immediately knew that she had to do something. So she said that a lot of her new friends at school didn't know her ABCs, and her parents used it as a teachable moment to explain that different kids come from different backgrounds and have different uh, structures. So this is when Saleh was five, right? Yeah. So she, a five-year-old at that time, challenged her mother and her father that she wanted her parents to give away two million books to children. And so the parents, they said they couldn't turn that down. They could not turn down this child's request. So they began to do some research to find out the root of the problem and the ways that they could best help. So what they just soon discovered was that there was actually a literacy epidemic that exists in America. And um, they share statistics found from nonprofit organizations such as Liter Literacy Inc. Uh, that said 85% of juveniles in the juvenile prison system were functionally, functionally illiterate. Two thirds of students who cannot read proficiently by the end of fourth grade um, and so all these statistics for literacy, for literacy blew their minds. Mm -hmm. And so, especially with the connection, the correlation between uh, literacy and forecast of doing some type of, of jail time at some point in their life, they found that correlation there. So what they did was they created a literacy project. Salah, 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 who is now eight, and her family, they created the Empowered Readers Literacy Project, a nonprofit aimed 
at helping families build strong reading rituals and getting kids excited about books. So it's uh, their first event, which is planned for March in Atlanta. Uh, actually had more than 2,400 children and parents attending. Um, and so what they did was they looked at the main issue and they're trying to, again, just get children excited about reading um, and excited about, about literacy. Uh, do, 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 and it goes on to say, most parents would not believe that a young child was serious about publishing a book, but Salah persisted. Uh, she actually wrote her first, started developing Penelope and the Pirate Princess, wow. where the main character looked like her and shared her passion for learning about uh, outer space and science. So right now, the Empowered Readers Literacy Project has do donated at least 8,000 books to children since 2018, and they are still striving for their goal of 2 million. Nice. So I thought that was very powerful, very powerful for this young child at first day in kindergarten to have the empathy to realize like, hey, you know, I, my classmates, my new friends right. don't have the literacy skills and there needs to be something done about that. I felt like that. Wow, this child is going to be very, very to have that type of empathy at such a right. young age. She's an old soul. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thought. And for those who who uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Najami. Come on, you can go in here and speak. I heard you speaking, so you might as we got another guest in the building. She uh, she just commentated on the feel good story, but you might as well go ahead and let the listeners know who you are. Okay, thank you again, everyone. Uh, Najami Lazama, personal development awareness life coach, and my brand, my mission is to help bring, uh, help co-create healthy communities by bringing women and men together so we can thrive. I mean, this topic lends exactly into that personal development. If you can't take the thorn out of your brother's or sister's eye until you take it out of yours first, the man, woman in the mirror, we got to work on these things, these habits, these illusions that we were taught as children that continues to create dysfunctional relationships. So uh, that's one of the things I do, again, massage therapist and for over 30 years and working with people with substance abuse issues. Mm -hmm. And also people want to keep themselves healthy. Um, drinking one of my drinks here. <laughs> so <laughs> my name is Bushwoman, Bushwoman's Conversations Project. I'm always coming up with concoctions and things. Well, yeah, like I was just going to ask. Healthy. What's in that, what's in that drink? It's, it's, it's um, new now, so alcohol is permitted where we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, this is uh, some um, peach, orange, mango mixed with um, Irish moss. Okay. And a green powdered drink and some oats in for thickness. For a is is that considered a tonic? For me, yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> where... Everybody... Uh, go ahead. Where, where could our listeners find you, Najani, if they were uh, interested in learning me, more? Yeah, so uh, I, you can hit me up on my um, email, bushwomanconversations at gmail.com. Bushwomanconversations. Uh, like yeah, gmail. with an S. For, okay. If you'd like to schedule an appointment for a coaching session, first 30 minutes is free. I'm also on Instagram at bushwomanconvo. There you find a lot of inspirational and some funny or some enlightening things. 
Conversations. On Facebook, I am Bush Woman Conversations, but the word woman is spelled uh, W-O slash M-A-N intentionally, meaning woman and men. We can't coexist this world without each other. All right. And, awesome. Uh, and I do a conversation on my Facebook page, Najami Lazama, called Chilling with the Bush Woman, which hopefully as the new year comes, looking to expand that Chilling with the Bush Woman conversations with the help with a dear friend. Awesome. Awesome. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you that follow right now on the on the Instagram page. And find yes. some tonic, some tonic recipes that I can throw up in my well, life and spice it up. The page, the page doesn't have the tonic recipes per se. Some of them, That's but okay. my page is more inspirational as far as if you're feeling down and you need some encouragement to lift your mood and lift your spirit. I'll, I'll contact you some other way. No problem. But I can be reached at 347-463-0907. Uh, 347-463-0907. Right. All right. So for anybody interested in, in any of those services, definitely, definitely reach out to Najami. All right, Bree, Bree, where are you at? I'm here. I want, I want you to bring in the topic, if you don't mind. No, not at all. All righty. So our topic for today, y'all ready? Rejection yes. in love. Is it a loss or a blessing in disguise? Ooh, ooh, that's a heavy question. Is it a loss or can it be both? Can it be a blessing it, and, and a loss? It could be. It could be. Honestly, I want to hear some thoughts. What do you guys think if you're in love with someone and, you know, you've just, they've decided, okay, this is not working out. Does mm -hmm. it feel more so like a loss? Does it feel like a blessing in disguise? Or well, is it even a... a maybe a journey, right? Where like you were saying, Olin, where you're experiencing both. In the beginning, it feels like a loss. And within that period of time, you start to realize that it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, well, that's the thing about blessings, right? In disguise, you don't recognize them immediately because right. in disguise, right? So if I would say that the first impulse would be like, ah, oh, this sucks. And this is, you know, that, that rejection, that is a little bit of pain. Uh, that everybody has some experience with. Rhea, talk yes. to us. What what do you what are your thoughts when in your scope, when two people don't necessarily make it to that that uh, end of the road together, right? Mm -hmm. Do yep. you feel like that's usually a blessing? Do you see it coming long before they do? So I think perspective is key. Um, so I'll throw that out there first. And just by nature of the work that I do, I have the tendency of being able to see it before it comes. Mm -hmm. um, but I liken it. So when I'm working with couples and it doesn't work out, I literally will tell people, maybe you're a round peg and you're trying to get him who's this square mm -hmm. to mesh with you. And it just doesn't work. That doesn't mean that you did something wrong. It just means that you two are not complementary for each other. Mm -hmm. I always try and reframe things with a positive paintbrush because nobody mm -hmm. wants to come to therapy or nobody wants to leave a relationship thinking they did something wrong. So I really always like to highlight, you know what, these are your set of requirements. And unfortunately those requirements don't work with this person. That doesn't mean that there's not someone out there that that will work with. That just means the person that you're in this session with is not that person. So right? have you ever had that conversation with an individual and despite the logic and the reasoning and the painting on the wall, 
that they still persist and they're just like, you know what, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make, you know, this, have you seen it kind of persist to where it's just like it, maybe I'm it did. jam this peg in this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, yes. and maybe it defied, maybe it defied all expectations or maybe it just blew up worse than. So I've seen both. I'll never forget. Oh, wow. I had a couple, well, they were already married. Um, we had one like really like high tense, high emotion session. So from that, we opted to do, I opted to do one individual session with each partner just to try mm-hmm. and figure out, okay, what exactly went wrong with last session? I will never forget. He came in saying he sleeps with other women. This is not something that he's willing to not do anymore. And I always tell my couples, I have a no secrets policy. So I told him next session, you're going to have to disclose this information to her. I will not hold this secret. I met with her for an individual session. And she's like, I know my husband, like we're not being intimate. So I know he's getting it from somewhere. So both of them having had these individual conversations with me, they ended up not coming back because he's like, yeah, I'm not going to, I can't, I'm not going to disclose that in session. Like, well, I can't, I can't continue to do this work with you guys because you're telling me, because the one thing I always ask my couples that come in, are you willing to do the work and do you mm-hmm. want to remain in this relationship? And I tell people, if your answer is no, granted on the first session that nobody's going to come in saying, no, that takes rapport. So I tell people, the hope is that you, you find this space safe enough that even if your answer is yes today, as we progress, if you realize that this is not where you want to be, you become comfortable enough to right. say that. He was like, yeah, no, I'm going to keep doing me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay married. I'm not going to tell her. And I was like, yeah, ethically, I, we can't continue couples work because you're telling me you want to stay married, but everything else, your actions and your work indicate otherwise. So right. I, had to, I had to politely like terminate. Right. Mm. Right. And they're still married. So. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. Well, hey, that's another topic for another day. Brother Hassan, <laughs> I, I want to get you in here and get your experiences on, on what, you know, as we've all been, you know, around the around the bend a couple of times, rejection, right? Is it is it something that can be handled if handled properly, doesn't necessarily terminate, maybe it terminates the intimacy, but doesn't have to terminate the the connection that you have with that person? Uh, rejection is, is, is a really broad, complex uh, subject in relationships because there are so many contributing factors to how how how, how we react to it or how we how we respond to it, depending on of, of our personal development and how who we are as a person. I mean, from from my my experience being in relationships, it's like. Uh, there was like an addiction, right? Mm-hmm. I was addicted to the relationship. I didn't know I was addicted to the relationship, but mm-hmm. we are creatures of habit. So we, we do things over and over again repetitiously. So 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 it wasn't just the person, it was the the rituals associated with us with being the, connected. Right. That, that, was, that was painful because what am I gonna do now? Because we got up at 9.30, and have breakfast Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a conditioning. So we we already conditioned to the habit. We might not be conscious of it. So Hassan, say everything you just said word for word. Go. 
<laughs> I don't know about where no it's going. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to come back exactly the same, but uh, but yeah, re- rejection is, is one of those subjects uh, with relationships that's that's uh, complex and multidimensional for so many different reasons. Um, one because we're creatures of habit. So you know, from my experience, I, I just remember being in a relationship and, and having an addiction because I actually do have an addictive personality, period. And we're also, so, so, so I'm basically a slave to habits, you know, good habits and bad habits. So, you know, in a relationship, it could be a good habit at one point, it could be a bad habit at another point when, when it becomes um, 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 toxic, counterproductive, et cetera, right? So I recall being in a relationship and wanting to be out of the relationship but being addicted to the person's presence and the rituals that we went through on a daily basis. You know, wow, maybe that's tough. Having having breakfast, you know, three times a week or Saturdays or, you know, the, the calls throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? It would be irritating. But then when they're gone, I miss them. So, so like the rejection is that the thought that or the realization that this is being taken away. So then that reconnects to some earlier issues that, that resurfaced, like abandonment issues and- Oh, okay. And, and, and the, these other uh, um, lingering or recurring issues. I mean, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. those things come back. You know what I mean? Okay, so yeah. recognize- Those unresolved things. Yeah, exactly. Well, 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 some things can pop up, like like you work on them, but they still don't go anywhere because it's embedded in your subconscious, and you can have a relapse with some stuff that you you battled with over years. You know what I mean? Rhea, I mean, Rhea, I'm gonna always default to Rhea on this. On the on the when it starts getting scientific, I want Rhea's input on this because I feel like that's a lot. That's that's heavy. What Hassan just said is very heavy, and it's it's blowing my mind because it makes you realize that there could be things keeping you in a quote-unquote dysfunctional relationship that you're not even aware of, even if you have the best intentions, right? Yep. Even if you are saying, like like he said, you know, he he recognized, but still that addiction kept him there and then not even, you know, not even recognizing it for what it was at the time. So how do you, what, what would be your advice, Rhea, for, for the person that just may not know, like, all right, this is, I, I see the writing on the wall, but I'd rather choose being uncomfortable than facing the unknown, all right? Yep, so I think you always have to ask yourself, what is my why? And literally everything he's talking about goes back to when we talked or when I was on and we talked about what are what our, our attachment styles. Mm. And those attachment styles, they're created based on how we attach to our caregivers as kids. So I think the real question people have to ask is, okay, if I find this person or this relationship annoying or irritating, but when I don't have that, I yearn for that and I miss them. You got to ask, well, why? Because that's not normal. That is mm-hmm. not like healthy, functional mm-hmm. or feelings that come, come within a relationship. So I think right. that the key thing is, well, why? Like, why am I like this? And why am I looking for this? Mm. So for people that may find themselves in that situation, where could they go to? Is that something they need to answer on their own? Or do they need to actually seek professional assistance? So I think it depends on the individual. If you have enough insight to be able to sit in that and kind of dig through that on your own, 
by all means, you can do it on your own. If you're finding that <clears throat> like these nuances about you are impacting you in, in a, neg a really negative way and it's really affecting other areas of your life, I say seek professional help. Seek okay. the, outside, the outside professional to help shine light help pull back mm -hmm. some of those layers and kind of process your why. Man, y'all got me in here sweating just looking back. I feel like, <laughs> I'm about I feel to like, um, Go ahead, I Drew. think it's important to, to do both, honestly. You know, like to find those outlets where you can be able to uplift and heal yourself, but also at the same time seeking help from someone professionally who can also help you because there's, there's no pain in getting the extra tools, you know, like the tools, because you may have a set of tools that are very helpful, you know, but there may be more that you need that you don't, you just aren't aware of, you know, and like I, I speak from experience because I was in a situation where I was with this person and after a while I was only with them because I was comfortable. It, it felt safe, you know, and even though they were doing things to me that was toxic, you know, like the lying, the cheating, and it was hurting me. And even though I would cry and I would be hurt, I couldn't let that person go. And for some reason, you know, like, like Rhea was saying, I have to step back and say, why? Why mm. can't I let you go? Even though I, I'm a hundred percent aware that this is hurting me to my core, you know, mm. and mm -hmm. a part of me had to do, you know, like, because my, my therapist, again, couldn't say break up with him, you know, like, I had to do that on my own and say, you know what, this is toxic, it is hurting me, and I have to let you go, you know, like, whether we're still friends or not, but I have to let you go, I can't be your partner anymore. But there so, was a lot more healing that I couldn't do on my own, because I didn't have those tools, I still needed to talk to my therapist and like, hey, I did all, you know, I did the work and I'm trying, I'm using my tools and taking the steps, but I'm still hurting. How can I heal from this? You know, so with the combination of the two, two, the tools that I had and the tools that I was able to receive from my therapist, I was able to get to a, a healthier place that much quicker and that much easier. So did you see that as a blessing when you were, when it was, when you were going through it or you had to get on the other side of it to realize like, okay, you know what? Like, did you feel like you were making the right steps when you were doing it? Or was it very tough, very hard? Honestly, that's where, like, in the beginning, you remember, I was, we were talking about both. That's where I felt like the both came in, you know, because a, a large part of me knew that this was the best thing that I needed to do for myself, you know, the best decision that I could have made for myself because I knew that I needed to grow more and it wasn't going to happen there, you know. But on the same hand, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't hurt because of, the things that I knew I was letting go of, you know, like the the love and the bonding and the the friendship and the, you know, sometimes we're watching movies and laughing and stuff. There was a lot of good things that I had to let go of. But again, that's where you have to just know, like, I might not see that blessing yet, but I know that it's going to come, you know, like, I know it's going to come from this, this decision that I'm making because this is the best decision for me, you know? So just that reminder of like, I know I'm not feeling the blessing just yet, but I know that my blessing is coming because I'm doing what's best for me. So let me let me ask this, because I want to throw this in the mix. And this this goes to everybody, because now, you know, people are able to break up digitally. Right. You don't have to be there for the emotional fallout. If there is a fallout in person, you don't have to necessarily even see the person to break up with them. So what are you guys thoughts on, especially during this time, right? With 2020 being what it is with the quarantine and the isolation going on and people being forced to actually do the reflection 
that Hassan has spoken about because because you don't have to necessarily have those distractions anymore, right? right? There's a lot more time spent indoors. There's a lot more time spent with yourself. There's a lot more time spent if you live with somebody, your your significant other or your partner. And so maybe in that we're seeing a lot more. Um, are we seeing a lot more breakups? And if so, what what are the protocols for doing that, right? Because you know, public opinion says it's kind of tacky to break up over text, right? Right. But that I mean, that's a that's a reality. People do that. Bree, you did you break up over text? Did you do that, Bree? Yes, I did. I, feel, I, feel, I knew it was. Yes, I did. <laughs> I, I knew it was. Bro. I was like, let me go. I said, I feel like I'm talking about Bree right Listen, here. Yeah, you no, know, so, because honestly, the reason why I feel like for me and I was trying to like it's so ironic because we were just having my friends and I and my family we were just having this conversation a couple of hours ago and for me it's so much easier through the text message because regardless if we're doing it in person or through message we're breaking up you know and regardless again if it's in person or through message I'm still going to either be hurting I'm still going to have these feelings you know so, so now you advocate for the text the text break yeah honestly yeah because for me it feels easier to do now I don't have I don't have to look at you I don't have to worry about distancing you or yeah you know like it makes Ouch. it easier for me to move on so no, now you know like, I want to see Hassan oh, back me wow. up here Hassan back <laughs> me up here I, you know, I can't imagine I can't imagine breaking up with anyone over text. I mean, it's like, wow, that's like like a slap in the face to me. It's like, really? Like you don't got the courage to like to see me. Right. You, you gotta you don't see what you're walking away from. Like you're such a coward, you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna just like duck, duck out like that. Right. Wow. I just can't imagine that. I mean, it's like like I would never do that to another person. Never. So I have a question, right? Uh-huh. Would you feel more inclined if you're breaking up with the person in person, right? You're having that conversation. Would you feel more inclined to kind of work things out because now you're sitting down and you're seeing that person's expression, you're seeing how they're uh, hurting, that guilt starts to sink in because so now you think you're, you're being emotionally manipulated, kind of, yeah, you know, like because now I'm seeing you and your reaction is gonna make me feel like, oh, like you're a bad person, you, or I, yeah, like I don't want to you but, I but need that's to break what we up need. with you but see that that's the growing part we need yeah that. i think that's the growth that that actually makes you stronger because if you can yeah, Rhea, that, back me up Rhea. If you can do, <laughs> oh, oh, oh whoa, whoa. Rhea, wait wait Rhea, don't tell me you advocate you an advocate oh, no, for me, okay so hold on sister's point, the therapist the therapist is so, saying so what yeah is girl it? do it over text so I'm never a all or nothing. Okay. I get what Bree is saying. Uh-huh. Like you eliminate that emotionality by doing it through text. And ultimately, if you're setting your decision, we're going to break up regardless, whether it's done tastefully or whether you think it's done tactfully, whatever the case may be. If your end goal is to break up, mm-hmm. then break up. Right. I get in through text, like things can be kind of lost in translation, but I also get how it can be easier for the person that has to deliver that news because she brings up some very good points. If you're sitting face to face with somebody, there's a, I don't want to say there's room for them to be manipulative, but like there's room for them to finagle your yeah. body language and yeah. all that other stuff yeah. that you don't have to take into consideration if you're doing things through text message. So I say 
what's good for you is good for you. And it may be completely wrong for somebody else. So just realizing like what works for you, how mm. your delivery is going to be, I think is what's important. Because a breakup is right. going to regardless if it's text or if we're sitting on the couch watching a movie and I turn around and be like, yeah, this isn't working. Also, it's hurt. also it's something hurt. that that has to be, you know, honestly <laughs> taken into account is the safety aspect for you guys. Right. right because, really. you know, there is that component added to it where necessarily men don't I mean yeah men have to be careful because women can get crazy and, and wild too but the chances that if that happens that that man is going to be very physically hurt are much slimmer than if it was the other way around right, right. you know because we're, we're all human men and women both can can act out of character especially when emotions get high so and then uh, okay so let's deal with the present conversation it depends. I do not believe in breaking up by a text, but there's a big but. We used to talk about safety. If you are with an abuser and you know that you will get hurt, so you've tried to leave a couple times, of course, the abuser is very manipulative. So he will convince you and beg and plead, baby, 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 please. Yeah. If you are in a relationship with a, a gaslighting relationship and you know you're not strong enough to deal with it. sometimes that may be your best recourse or write mm -hmm. a letter if you yeah. know the gas like you may need to move out of town out of state <laughs> change your locks all that so it, that it depends i prefer one and one because it's it's on yes it's uncomfortable but you really got to know your audience you know you got to know your audience and you really got and that's just about your own personal thing but mm -hmm. i am for you know, having conversations. If I can't have a conversation with you, you'll get a letter very quickly from me. <laughs> certified, certified mail. I like that. Right? <laughs> the thing with a letter is that people are curious about what you wrote. Even though the letter would be long, I can write a 10, 11 page letter easy. Just letting all my feelings come out. All right? And I'm very uh, cognizant of the pronouns that I'm using. So the, pro the, the, the the pronouns is not to make you feel bad or come from a judgment place. A lot of um, we's and us and, you know, kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Right. So sometimes, and that's very healing. It's very cathartic to write out how you feel mm -hmm. as well. Even though you after you and the person broke up. But I think what Rhea had said is very important in a relationship is the why. Why are you in this relationship? And you have to be able to identify your standards, your needs, and your values. Where did they originate from? And question, is it true? Because a lot of these uh, so-called codes we have for relationship comes from dysfunctional imprints from families or what we see in society, whatever have you. So you have to first be able to identify what you need as a person, what you're looking for. Negative relationships or what we call toxic relationships are wonderful because it teaches you what you want from what you don't want. Right. And the more you know what you don't want is the more you will attract what you do want. So you have to be able to, um, I was in a toxic relationship with his brother. I'm working on developing myself as a coach, um, academic life coach working at Meg Evans College in Brooklyn. And one day we had a big blow up or whatever. And I said to him, I said, you know what? I'm perpetrating a fraud. Mm. I'm perpetrating a fraud because here I am talking to people about inspiration, motivation, how to transform your life. And I'm here dealing with your shit. Mm. This is crazy. 
I said, right. uh-uh, this is, that's it, lights out. Because I tried. Nice. Bend right. backwards, dance limbo, walk on bottle, walk on fire. And you, oh, no, you don't appreciate me. So what it was is really, I was not appreciating myself. How many myself pages did he get in the mail? Oh, he got 11, 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm writing it even where you can find it. I write it and leave it in the apartment where you can find it. I'll put it, and I'll put it in a nice envelope or a card. Put some yeah. perfume in it. Put a lipstick oh, on it. Shut them up. Shut them up. Oh, my baby left me a love letter. What is this? <laughs> but I just want to say one caveat. I believe that relationships ought to have relationship staff meetings. I believe, mm-hmm. or even family staff meetings, or because so you're in a business, you got business staff meetings. Mm-hmm. I believe relationships ought to have relationship staff meetings to check in every few months or so because people grow differently, people grow apart. Sometimes we trigger things in our partner, we're not even subconscious that we are triggering, or you're not even some. Your, the, 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 your lover may bring up something that remind you of your father or your mother. I had that mm-hmm. in another relationship. He said one thing, I saw my father. He said mm-hmm. something on another bread, I saw my mother. And it was like, aha. Uh-huh. So this is where I got this illusionary mm-hmm. concept yeah. of mm. this relationship thing from. Because, mm-hmm. and then it forced me, it encouraged me actually to go back to Trinidad and have a conversation with my father regarding how his relationship affected me with men. And I felt a whole lot better. I felt like a load was off my back. And then when I came back to New York to try to have a relationship with my mother, she couldn't handle it. You know, she was a Caribbean drama lady kind of a thing, right? But I was able to identify why it is I kept on attracting older men when I was younger, right? Mm -hmm. Looking for that daddy, so to speak, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then understanding the verbal abuse kind of a thing, which came from my mother. Mm. Right, so mm. I was able to identify why I kept attracting certain type of souls. So once mm-hmm. I identified that, I was able to break the comic contract. Comic contracts, comic agreements is mm. what we need to understand. And once I was able to break that, mm-mm. let's take a quick break on on that note. Ah! Are you looking to become the best version of you, but need a little outside perspective to help you get there? Please reach out to Mind, Body, and Spirit Marriage and Family Therapy. We provide individual, couples, and family counseling. If you're looking for a down-to-earth therapist that's relatable and that you can connect to, check us out on our website, mbsmft.com. We're also on all social media outlets, on Instagram, The Black Therapist, and on Facebook and Twitter, mbsmft.com. MFT. You're listening to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. All right, we are back. Talk It Over. And we got a hot topic today, rejection in love. Is it a loss or a blessing in disguise? And right now, this panel, this guest panel, is kind of divided on the protocols between breaking up. Um, whether you should do it over text, whether you should do it over person. And me and Brother Hassan, we're, we're the only camp right now that says in person, you're going you're gonna to break up with me, look me in my eye and do it, stand up like an individual and, and do it. So Hassan, what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts? Do you, let me throw in another wrinkle because, you know, texting in the, in the scope of technology is still very young, right? It's still a very young thing. So do you think that's a generational 
thing? What would what would have been yeah. what would have been if texting didn't exist? What would have been the tactless version of breaking up if you didn't do it in person? Telling telling a friend to tell somebody or uh, no no actually I'm I'm just thinking about before text you know I'm I'm before that era you know uh, I came to age before prior to to technology um, you know with the text invention wrote a few letters, you know, like this isn't working, you know, but, but I also was a coward, you know what I mean? I also was a coward that I didn't want to deal with the, 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 uh, 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 the emotional confrontation of being in person. So mm -hmm. to avoid mm -hmm. that, you know, I wrote a letter or I would just stop receiving calls from the person. Just like, you know, I see their number. I wouldn't pick up. Oh, you pulled the ghost. I would, just, I would just cut them off. You pulled the Casper. Yeah, I would just oh. cut them off. And uh, if they came to my door, I wouldn't answer the door. I wouldn't let them in. You know? I think that's worse than text. Yeah, but you know, but, but again, but again, th that was a uh, remnant of my dysfunction. Okay, know? okay. Uh, so, so you know, it, it was diabolical. I agree. And, but that's where I was. You know, I, okay. I was in that modality. So it's like, uh, it was the world according to me, which is, which also, uh, plays into you know relationships and breakups and, and and rejection. Now another layer of rejection would be you know from my experience is uh, me not actually wanting to be in a relationship but wanting sex, right? And then the sex is cut off and feeling a rejection because the sex is missing, which was the driving force of the relationship. So the relationship was 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 weak foundationally. And the only thing that held it together was the was the sexual compatibility, which was only physical. So there was no spiritual. There wasn't much mental, but it was you know, you can't exist on that. So it's going to end sooner or later anyway, right? So in, when the inevitable would approach, I would stall and avoid it just to hold on to those physical good feelings. But I would stay in it anyway. I think you know? we've all been there. Yep, that toxic, that toxic relationship where it's just like, hey, the only thing that is giving me any joy is the physical intimacy. So I'm at least maintain that instead of leaving and being high and dry, even though you know eventually that 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 time is winding down. Yeah, we've all I think we've all extended the shelf life of a relationship for those reasons and for other reasons as well. So I definitely agree with you. I actually 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 add the, the element of ego now. Rejection, you know, is the blow to the ego. And it's like, what do you mean you're breaking up with me? You're cutting me off. Me, the great me, you know, as grandiose <laughs> right. as I am, right. how the hell could you even leave me? You know, I'm fantastic. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't do that. I leave you, you don't leave me. Uh, so I have a question, Hassan, regarding what you just said in terms of right. ego. Do you right. think your ego would be a lot, would feel a lot less attacked if it was done? through text versus in person? Well, that's a good question. I've actually evolved at this point in time where, you know, I, I again, I would prefer to actually just break up with the person, uh, you know, in person or, mm -hmm. or even ver verbally over text, mm -hmm. you know, over the texting thing. So if we weren't able to, to like connect physically, then at least audibly, we could break up or, you know, put it on notice that 
this isn't working and we're going right. to depart. Right. The text right. would be ultimately like a, a, a last um last resort, you know, if I was in Siberia or something. And uh Yeah, that time zone can be that yeah, time zone exactly. can be <laughs> Yeah, Three hours I mean, ago, you talked. Yeah, <laughs> like I I broke up with you at noon. What are you talking exactly. about? It's five o'clock. Like, no, we not. Right. Hold on, we talk. <laughs> exactly. I broke up with you yesterday. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. What about you? Oh, do you feel like it would? You're like, would you feel a lot less attacked or more attacked in I think, terms of your ego? I think I have the op. I think I would feel not so much attacked. I think I would feel a lot more disrespected. Right. I think I think if it came via text, then I kind of to what Hassan alluded to earlier, I, I kind of feel like I would be like, wait, wait, you don't even have the gumption. You don't even have the courage to see me face to face. And I've, I've never done that. Like I've had some some epic like blow up, blow up breakups where I was just like, I need to get better at that part of right. <laughs> I need to get better at ending the relationship. Um, I've had breakups blow up in my face very physically uh actually and i still would prefer that over text i feel like that's the i feel like that is the cost of doing business kind of per se right like i get it i understand it because we've had you know we've journeyed together this far and now the journey is ending and i have to honor how you feel about it i feel like if i text you then I don't even give you that satisfaction, right? right? I just I just left you high and dry to deal with it on your own. Like I didn't even stand with you at the end to say, you know, give honor to your your to the end of the relationship, I guess. Right. So for me, for me, if it came through text, I don't know. I'd be like, I I I probably would call, be like, hey, 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 listen, no, 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 we're not doing it right. this way. Like it is fine if you want to go, but you're going to see me before you go. So even if it's an abusive relationship, if the man, if the woman is kicking your behind or your man is totally cray cray, I mean, really? <laughs> right. You're saying, you're saying, you're saying, oh, if I was in that, that happened yeah, to me. If, that happened to me. Yeah. No, that happened to me. And you still happened. I was in. Yeah, I was. It was. Uh, it was definitely. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is what it is. It was an abusive relationship, and I was like, you know what? And I don't think at the time texting was such a huge thing as well. It was still fairly new. So that I don't even think that crossed my mind, but I did was, I was like, no, I got to do this in person. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I got to take my lumps. Um, and it got, it got like that period actually was very traumatic. Right. Uh, even, right. even, even healing afterwards took. And so, but even looking back at it, I feel like that, that was a part of the journey. That was a part of my, my journey. I'm not, I'm not advocating that for everybody. Again, like Rhea said, and you've also spoken, like, do what you need to do to feel safe first, right? right? Do what you need to do. And then when it comes in the realm of protecting yourself and being safe, you know, protocol and can go out the window, you know, do what you need to do to feel safe and also not be, be emotionally manipulated. And so I knew I couldn't be manipulated emotionally uh, going into it. So I was like, that's, that's not going to happen. There's nothing they're going to be able to say that's going to make me change my mind. Right. So their only recourse is they accept it. And, you know, we, we part ways or is, is they don't accept it and it's going to get bad and we're still going to part ways. Mm -hmm. Right. So, right. 
You know, right. that's that's how I felt. I have another question. Bring it. So, Bring it with the for tea. everyone. Do you think you there's... Tea? Yeah, you know question? I got my tea and my talk it over mug. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think there is a gender difference in terms of breaking up through right. text messages and like versus in person? Do you think there's a gender difference? Uh, like are do you think males are more inclined? No, males are males. Rhea, Rhea, I'm curious to see to hear what Rhea thinks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't yeah, when I think about it, I don't think there's a gender dif- difference. Um, yeah. I can't say I've ever yeah. had a couple where they where someone has come in and said, yeah, I'm breaking up via text. Um, but yeah, I'm I sending can't. her the text right now while I'm in your office. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so she show up. If she shows up, I've had you had won't people, see me. <laughs> I've had had people in session, like literally we're talking and again, it's in the content or about their relationship. And they're like, oh, that's a good one. I'm going to text him that right now. Or I'm going to text her this right now, but never anybody texting like a breakup. So, right. Okay. Right. So I, I think, guess, I, well, what do you think, Bree? What do you think? Do you think I, there's a gender difference? Uh, like a, one is more uh, prone to doing it than the other? I, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I think males are more like prone to texting the female versus the female. I feel like the female would kind of want to like FaceTime and still want to see that that facial expression. But I feel like males are more so. And the only reason why I feel this way is because, you know, we have this impression that males are a lot less in tune with their emotions yeah, yeah you know yeah. right you know or emotionally I agree. expressive you know so I, I agree with like, that you know like I feel like it would be a lot easier for males to send that message real quick so that way they don't really have to come face to face with expressing emotionally I'm seeing that Nas is not agreeing <laughs> so like, <laughs> I, I do I think I think and I attribute it to you you say emotion and there definitely is an aspect of that. But I also think, honestly, to be real with you, I think it's a bit of cowardice. It's the mm-hmm. not the ability to look that person and stand by your by your word and who you are and just not just taking the easy way out, which right. I always felt like, I mean, if there's anything that is going to be difficult, it is trying to cohabitate with another individual, right? If there is anything in the world that will test you and test who you are, it's a it's a romantic relationship with another another individual and various other forms of relationships will test you in different ways but a romantic intimate relationship will definitely test you and so to me i just felt like sending a text is so dispassionate so just or impassionate just so cold that it's just like you don't that you i don't even know if i could respect you after that right like if you broke up with me then that's fine that's one thing but doing it through text it's like oh i don't even know if i oh who were you who were you this whole time right you don't love me no more (laughs) (laughs) so really quickly because since we're on this topic and and i gotta thank anna banana our producer who sent this our way um because there are articles out there that actually speak about how to they actually give you instructions on how to break up with someone via text right but i will say the caveat is that the first thing that they say is that if this is, you know, an actual breakup, you you like going on more than four or five dates, you probably should not be doing this via text. A call or afternoon coffee, something is is owed. The text should only be used very early on 
to end something that never really got off the ground. And that I can kind of, I can kind of uh, understand. So really quickly, really briefly, they suggest, and this is coming from uh, Bumble.com, actually, um, the one dating site that actually hooks people up digitally, uh, virtually. Uh, they say, start with a salutation and genuine compliment. Give your reason for ending things. And I want to hear Rhea's uh, opinion on this afterwards. Gently close the door on future possibilities. Do, do, do. They end with another caveat saying, if the person was not a good date, you are within your bounds and frankly encouraged to say so. If they didn't ask you any questions, if they were rude to your waiter, if they made any inappropriate advances, you can alter the text to skip the compliment. You can simply say, you know, I think we should end things um, because on our date, you didn't do this or you did that. You talked about yourself. Your behavior was off-putting, blah, 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 blah. Um, so Rhea, what do you think? Are those, are those actual protocols that we should use regardless of the, the medium of exchange? Right. So absolutely, I agree. If you've only had a few a few dates, I think what Bumble is sharing, that just displays good communication. Hmm. Like you're an adult and you know how to communicate and articulate what didn't work for you and you're kind of breaking your ties or severing that connection. So I think, yeah, those are good. Um, that's cool. Okay, so maybe I, I need to work I, on my communication, man. Stop it so all. So I have a question, Rhea. If, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's say, um, you know, someone is saying, let's say even a friend, not even like, you know, one of your clients or whatever, let's say a friend comes to you and they're like, man, I want to break up with this person, but I'm not too sure if I should tell them in person, if I should text it to them, you know, like, and they tell you their, their fears or whatever, you know, like their fears of telling them in person or through text message, what would you offer them like as a solution? You know, like, what would you say, like, this might be easy or how would, how should they maybe handle those fears, you know, to be able to come to a conclusion of, or a solution of should they text it or say it in person? So again, it always goes back to <clears throat> the why. Like I would really push in or really dig into, okay, so why are you fearful? Like, what are you, like, what are you fearful will happen? And mm -hmm. digging back or digging through some of that stuff, because some of it may be, well, I'm, fe I'm, I'm fearful that I'm going to get yelled at. Or, right. and, and if that's the case, I tell people, well, guess what? You're, before your expiration date, you're going to probably get yelled at. So practice makes perfect. So utilize, <clears throat> excuse me, utilize this as an example or as practice, because guess what? It's going to happen at some point in your life. So you might as well get accustomed to it, become familiar with it. Because I'm a firm believer, the more we practice something, the less, yeah, the less scarier it becomes, the more we're able to normalize that experience so i would dig into well, the again back to the why like why don't you want to do this like what's coming up for you and kind of feel figuring out what's that about right okay so i'm gonna let that be the last point that was actually i mean i think that's what it all boils down to especially regardless of what the reason for ending a relationship is definitely if you are on the receiving end you definitely have, you're gonna to have to do that self-reflection regardless, right? Either you want to or you're not. That's just, just the natural course of healing. Those questions come out, why didn't it work out? Why didn't it last? What about me? And then you kind of start to pick through those layers of, of like you say, Aria, your why, your, your why. Why is it that I attract this person? Why is it that I'm attracted to this person? Um, and so, and as Najami said, 
sometimes the relationships that don't last are the better ones because they teach you so much about yourself. They help advance your growth and accelerate your growth. Um, and so I would definitely like to thank all of, all of my guests, Ajami, Hassan, Bree with bringing the tea as usual, and, and Rhea as well. Thank you guys for your input. Um, and, and yeah, Rhea, really quickly, because of all the people here, if they're, we're not dating relationship experts, but you are close to it. Right. Um, so where can, where can people find you if they were interested in utilizing your services? Are you taking new clients? So absolutely. I am taking new clients. People can find me. They can check out my website. It's mbsmft.com. And that's short for mind, body, spirit, marriage, family, therapy. I'm on all social media outlets on Twitter and Facebook, mind, body, and spirit, MFT. I'm on Instagram as the black therapist and black is BLK. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, to uh, all of my guests, Najami, thank you for your, your very sage and kind words. Thank you so much. I'm gonna go back and play just your part. Um, Cause I was like, that's a lot. That's heavy. I'm gonna have to listen to that again. Uh, and Hassan, brother Hassan, thank you for backing me up on the, on the text versus in-person uh, debate. So with that being said, I want everybody to enjoy their days ahead. Let's all get out of 2020 healthy and happy. Um, and yeah. Can I and just say one quick thing? Also yes. my website is uh, www.bushwomanconvo.com. Bushwomanconvo.com, yes. All right, I'm going, y'all gonna, I'm gonna be your worst clients. Cause I'm gonna be hitting y'all up all the time. No rest, no sleep for either one of y'all. So, <laughs> all right. So again, thanks. Thanks to all my, uh, thank you to Nas, KI. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, sound producer, Bumpy Johnson. Everybody enjoy slow motion. You've been listening to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We hope you got what you needed. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at you next week.